Welcome to Living the Good Life Podcast, where we bring you messages, thoughts, and advice for living the good life. Today's message is brought to us by Brother Larry Dishman. And we ask you to take your Bible and turn with us over to the book of Luke and the 19th chapter, verses 5 and 6. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste, come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. I'd like to bring a message by the help of God. Does Christ feel at home at your house? When you go visit places, it's good when you feel at home. Uh, I've spent some time in Brother Decker's house, Sister Decker, and they always made me feel at home. And that's a good feeling. I have been places in my life that I didn't really feel at home, couldn't feel at ease. We traveled as a full-time evangelist for many years, went in many, many different homes, and a lot of different situations, and most of the time, uh, people just made us feel at home, but not in every case. How about Christ? Does he feel at home in our house? Jesus said to Zacchaeus, all right, Zacchaeus, I'm going to go to your house today. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. I just believe that when Jesus got over to Zacchaeus' house, he made him feel at home. Amen. We're the house of God. If we're saved, he lives in here. But I wonder, does he really feel at home in all of our hearts in our house? He wants to live here. And the Bible said in Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. He wants to come in. He wants to live with us. Amen. Have you welcomed the Lord Jesus into your heart? Amen. Christ can be at home in our house if we warmly and sincerely welcome him. Amen. If Christ is to be at home in my house, he must be given the run of the whole house. In other words, if Christ has entered into my heart, I must give him freedom and of action. I must allow him to be free to do just what he would like to do. This is how we make our friends feel at home when they come to our house. And this is what we must do with the Lord who has come to live in our hearts. Friend, when it comes to Christ, no doors must be marked 
private. Amen. How is it in your heart and life? If Christ is to be at home in my house, he must be offered the best of all that I have. When you have your company and your friends and your loved ones over, what do you do? You give them the very best that you have. In fact, nothing is too good for them. It must be like this with our dear Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ is the great guest. In the book of Luke 1 and 37, and he shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. He's not only great, but the Bible lets us know that he's holy in the book of Luke and the first chapter and verse number 35. Therefore also that holy things which shall be born to thee shall be called the Son of God. Christ is also worthy of the very best. In the book of Mark and the 14th chapter, we read here, uh, beginning at verse number three, and it says, and being in Bethany, in the house of Simon the leper, as he said at meat, there came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment of spikenard, very precious, and she broke the box and put it on his head. And there were some that had indignation within themselves and said, why was this waste of this ointment made? For it might have been sold for more than 300 pence and have been given to the poor. And they murmured against her. And Jesus said, let her alone. Why trouble ye her? She hath wrought a good work on me. For you have the poor with you always. And whensoever ye will, ye may do them good. But be ye have not always. She hath done what she could. She has come aforehand to anoint my body to the very. Verily I say unto you, wheresoever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world, this also that she hath done shall be spoken for a memorial of her. But I like these words. And Jesus said, let her alone. Why troubleth her? She hath wrought a good work on me. Yes, friend, Jesus must be offered the best that we have. And the best that we have is found in Romans 12 and verses 1 and 2, where he said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That's what God wants out of every one of us. Have you given him 
the very best of your love. We read in St. John 21, beginning at verse number 15. So when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Joseph, lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest I love thee. He saith unto them, Feed my lambs. He saith unto him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And he saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. And he saith unto him, Feed my sheep. And he saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Joseph, Lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him, Feed my sheep. But that's a good question for us to consider. Lovest thou me more than these? He didn't say, Do you love me? But he said, do you love me more than you do these? Our love for God has to be greater than our love for anyone else. For anything else. No matter what it may be. Think about the things in your life. Lovest thou me more than these? What is it in your life that you love more than you love God? If there's anything in your life that you love more than you love God, that's idolatry. Amen. And we know what the Bible has to say about idolatry. And one of the ways we can examine ourselves is the time we spend with these things. Do I love these things or this individual more than I love God? Amen. When we begin to spend more time on these things than we do on the things of God, that's a good indication that we're loving these things more than we love God. Have you given him the best of your time? Ephesians 5, 16 tells us, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Have you given him the best of your talents? I read in the book of Matthew 25 and verse 15, and unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, and to every man according to his several ability and straightway, took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. What about it, friend? Are we giving God the best of our talents? What about our tithes and offerings to God in Mark the 12th chapter in verse 41, and Jesus set over against the treasury, and behold, how the people cast money into the treasury. And many that were rich cast in much. And there came a certain poor widow, and she threw in two mites 
which made a farthing. And he called unto him his disciples and said unto them, Verily I say unto you that this poor widow hath cast more in than all they which have cast into the treasury. For all they did cast in of their abundance, but she of her want did cast in all that she had, even all her living. Have you placed yourself completely at God's disposal? Amen. Do you study God's likes, his dislikes, so you can be more like him? The fourth thing I'd like to consider, if Christ is to be at home in my house, he must be made to feel relaxed and wanted the whole time. Have you ever been someplace and didn't feel wanted and you felt, I think they want me to go home. What about in the things of God? Are there times that God no longer feels welcome in our hearts? Sometimes when we visit our friends, they say to us, Brother Dishman, just, just make yourself at home. Amen. What do they mean? They mean just feel completely at ease. That's a good feeling. To go somewhere else besides your own home and feel like you're home. Amen. When you feel like you're home, you don't, you don't feel awkward. Does the Lord feel at ease in our hearts? Are there unworthy things in your heart, in your life that makes Jesus feel awkward? Are there wrong friendships? Are there dishonest transactions? Are there actions motivated by jealousy or unholy alliances? These things would cause Jesus not to feel at home. Is there criticism? Is there bad language? Is there compromise in my heart? Is there pride in my heart? Do I have an uncontrollable temper? Am I fault finding? Am I harsh with other people? Am I judgmental? Am I holding a grudge? Do I have unforgiveness in my heart? Am I bitter? He cannot feel at home in our hearts when any of these things, many more that we could mention, is working in our hearts and lives. Amen. Amen. He can only feel at home in my heart when I have cleansed myself from all filthiness of the flesh and when I've consecrated my heart and life completely to God. The fifth thing I'd like for us to consider if Christ is to be at home in my house, he must be made to feel he's a member of the family. I've been places before and they just made you feel like you're a member of the family. It's not enough to treat Christ as a visitor and definitely we shouldn't treat him as a servant. Yet we do treat him as a servant sometimes we forget that he longs for and wants above everything else our friendship, our fellowship. Malachi 3.16 says, 
they that feared the Lord spake often one to another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. The sixth thing that I would like to consider if Christ is to be at home in my house, he must be drawn into the conversation and made to feel that those in the house like to listen to him and take his wise counsel. We must talk to him and be on intimate speaking with him. Jesus loves us. He wants that fellowship. Just imagine, my friend, being in a house and not being spoken to. Do we listen to his voice or do we ignore him? Luke 10, 39, and she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. And verse number 42, it said, but one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. This is the one thing needful if we're really to make the Lord feel at home in our hearts. The last thing we'd like to consider to sum up, if Christ is to be at home in my house, he, the gracious guest, must be recognized, respected as the divine host. Jesus should be the divine host at our house. Jesus, I say again, is the perfect guest, but because of whom he is, he becomes the host. Amen. He is Lord. He is the one in charge. He is the one in control. Notice how this happened at the wedding feast at Canaan in Galilee. Jesus arrived there at this wedding feast as a guest. But before long, he was recognized as the chief at the wedding. Revelation again. And the third chapter and verse 20 said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. Jesus not only waits to come into the heart as a guest, but having come in at once, he assumes the rightful place the rightful position as the host. Is he at home in your heart? When William Booth was asked, Brother Booth, what is the secret of your life? Of the way in which God has blessed and used you? And he answered, there came a day in my life when I said to the Lord, Lord, thou shalt have all there is of me, all there is of William Booth. And that is the secret of being sure that the Lord is really at home in your heart. Making sure that the Lord has all of you. I recently heard about a full-time evangelist 
that was traveling holding revivals many, many years ago, back when gasoline was cheap. And he ended a revival late one night and decided to drive on home. And on the way home, when he got into town where he lived, he went out and he pumped 50 cents worth of gas. And he went into the filling station and the man that owned the filling station said, is that all you want? He said, that's all I want. He said, well, the Lord told me when you pulled up here to give you all the gas that your car would hold. If you would have filled it up, I'm not going to charge you a penny. And he left there and he went to the little grocery store not far from his house. And he went in there and got two or three dollars worth of stuff. And when he got to the cashier, the cashier said, are you sure this is all you want? He said, that's all I want. And the cashier said, the Lord told me when you walked in those doors, whatever you got to give it to you. If you would have got all the groceries in the store, it would have been yours. And he walked away from there and he got in his car and he thought I could have a full tank of gas and I could have had all the groceries in the store. He said, now I know why we don't have revival. We don't ask. That's one of the reasons we don't have revival. That's one of the reasons we don't have more of God. We don't ask. The Bible says ask that you might receive. In closing, the individual life is like a house. There's many rooms in it, and one may open the door of his house to a guest and give that guest access to certain rooms and keep certain rooms closed to him. And so it is, brothers and sisters, one may open the door of his life to the Holy Spirit, to the divine guest, and give him access to certain rooms and keep other rooms closed. It is only as he's willing to open all the doors of his life that the Spirit of God, the divine guest, the divine spirit can truly fill us through and through. And that is what Paul was talking about when he said to the Ephesian Christian, be filled with the Spirit. Open all the doors of your life to Him. Amen. Have you truly opened all the doors and invited the Lord to come into all the rooms of your heart? If you're here as a Christian, there's a secret place and you haven't opened that door why don't you do it? Why don't you open all the doors unreservedly? Open all the doors of your heart. If you're here and you're not saved, Christ wants to enter in your heart and be the divine guest. Does Christ feel at home at your house? Thank you for listening. If you found this message helpful, please share this episode with your friends on Facebook, Messenger, or your favorite social media. If you have questions or suggestions, 
please message us on Facebook by searching Living the Good Life Show. A big thank you to Sister Rachel Fowler for all of her editing expertise. Until next time, keep living the good life.